Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. And I'm Robert Bocciolato. And Robert, we're going to talk about the oldest city in the country uh, in uh-huh. the next few episodes. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the founding of St. Augustine. The, the oldest the oldest city in the continuous North American states, I should say, because obviously yeah. there were older, older established permanent European settlements in Puerto Rico. And uh, yes. I, I, I don't want to get off on the wrong foot here with some people. I mean... By oldest city, I mean oldest European settlement. I know there are yes. people who will say there are Native American settlements. The, the, as we talked about in the Reconstruction episode a few weeks ago, <laughs> history, <laughs> the way it's being taught and interpreted is changing. So it's changed since you and I were in school. So oldest European okay. settlement in the contiguous uh, 48 states, St. Augustine. Well, and, um, you know, and I, I guess whether whatever the title is, uh, it, it's just um, it's a magnificently ancient city. You go to places like Europe, you go to places like Asia, and you see these eternal cities of Rome, of, of London, Paris, you know, it's magnificent cathedrals. America doesn't really have a whole lot of that, except for a few little places like St. Augustine. You go there, you are instantly struck by how much cultural identity there is for um, the Spanish Empire, for the English Empire. There's also um, a little bit of a pirate feel. There's an Americana about it. Um, And the main reason was this was a very, very important city, but it was also a very ripe target for pirates and British settlers, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But the main reason why it was, was because for a long time, it seemed as though the Spanish Empire was sort of putting all of its eggs in one basket. Um, And that basket was St. Augustine. It was designed as a foothold, um, not only here in Florida, but in the continent. Yeah, it certainly was. And it it was a fantastically historic city. In fact, I still feel, uh, and I, I've traveled a lot to Europe. I spent a lot of time in Europe. Uh, St. Augustine, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Floridian. St. Augustine reminds me more of Europe than just about any city in the United States. I mean, I would say Montreal does in, in terms of Canadian cities, in terms of cities yeah. in North America in general. But uh, the English, the older English cities, Williamsburg, which is largely a reconstruction, and yeah. uh, Charleston and Savannah, they have a certain charm to them. I love Savannah, especially. Sure, uh, and, sure. and, but they don't feel as European to me. When I walk into the the, the, the churches in St. Augustine, when I walk uh, St. George's Street, and I have to mention, because we've talked about this in a previous episode, uh, when I go into the the things built in the Henry Flagler era, he, he wanted to very much keep the architecture, even though it was being built in the 1880s and 1890s, consistent with colonial Spanish architecture or consistent with colonial European architecture. So even as you look over the Bridge of Lyons into town, into St. Augustine, it looks like a very European city. It looks like a very Southern European city. It is also a, a town that I guess has not grown necessarily in the way Charleston and Savannah have into, yeah. into major cities. So that's part of the consideration. But uh, it's the most European feeling place to me in North America, or at least on the East Coast of, of uh, North America. And you, you look at the fact that it was founded in 1565. I mean, just get your head wrapped around that date. I mean, we're, we're talking about a generation or so after Christopher Columbus, dis, or, or, you know, 
which <laughs> I guess I should. Yeah, yeah, totally American, American, right. But you know, first made that journey um, with the backing of the Spanish Crown. So you have about a generation or two after that, and uh, Spanish conquistadors came and they settled it, and uh, basically by uh, you know this I, I know there was about three years uh, before there was a um, a group of uh, Spaniards that were they were trying to sort of make it a mission and a, a colonization um, but it was it really wasn't settled until three years after that and um, what it was mainly designed was um, not only a sort of beachhead for Spain in North America but it was also designed as a settlement um, while they explored the rest of um, the various uh, rivers, like the St. James River, uh, St. John's River, and um, I think it was even, I think it, for a time, it was a, uh, a sister colony to uh, uh, Charles Fort, which was by uh, Port Royal, and, uh, you know, like I said, it was, for a long time, it was the capital of Spanish America. And a lot of trade went through it. There was a lot of commerce. It was uh, a very important part of Spain's identity for a long time. It was also a um, critical part for all of its navigational trade and all of its uh, its various cultural activities in the North American area. Robert, want to go through some events in the history of the founding of St. Augustine. 1565, St. Augustine is founded. The French had uh, set up a colony in Fort Caroline, uh, just north of St. Augustine, actually near the uh, current-day Mayport uh, Naval Facility near uh, the Dames Point Bridge that crosses the St. John's River, the big cable state bridge uh, in the Jacksonville area uh, on the east side of Jacksonville. Uh, the French had colonized that. The, the, the Spanish... Uh, wanted to eliminate the French. Spanish had had a lot of history in Florida already without any setting up any permanent settlements. Obviously, Ponce de Leon found in their view, it's 1513. Hernando de Soto lands somewhere near what we think today, uh, the Bradenton area, 1539. Uh, various uh, attempts at uh, Spanish missions. There was this Huguenot colony. Jean Ribault had started at Fort Caroline. The Spanish, under uh, King Philip II, wanted to wipe that out. Pedro Menendez is sent over as the first governor of Florida, settles St. Augustine in uh, 1565, and uh, uh, constructs the town. The French are defeated at Fort Caroline. Those who did not convert once the Spanish defeated them militarily, I don't want to get into the whole battle, but once the Spanish... uh, defeated them militarily, those who did not convert to Catholicism were slaughtered where Fort Matanzas is now. That's how it got its name, blood running through that bay. 1566, St. Augustine is uh, attacked by Native Americans and sacked. That was uh, the beginning of, of a number of attacks on St. Augustine. 1568, the French attacked St. Augustine again. And then you enter a period where the English and Spanish are contesting the southern, what is now the southern United States, Florida, uh, between Florida and the Carolina. Sir Francis Drake, the infamous Sir Francis Drake, sacks St. Augustine in 1586, runs the Spanish colonists out, town is abandoned, 
he doesn't have the, the authority from, from the crown nor the resources to actually take control of St. Augustine and, and uh, put it under English control. Sir Francis Drake moves on, keeps raiding. Uh, he's one of the most infamous uh, raiders in the history of the world. The 1600s, Spanish Florida is beginning to thrive. Agricultural economy, a lot of uh, a lot of missions, even including the uh, Appalachian mission up your way in Tallahassee, which I encourage all people that you interested in, in the history of the state to visit at some point when you're in our state's capital. Uh, the rich mission culture had come to Florida. Maybe not as famous as it is in Texas and or California, but we were thriving here in Florida. A lot of uh, agriculture, a lot of culture. St. Augustine was a, a thriving port and, and, and important city, which continued to catch the fancy of the British. Robert Cyril uh, attacked and plundered St. Augustine in the 1660s. After his raid, the Castillo San Marcos, maybe the most famous structure, the signature structure of Florida, was built uh, beginning in the 1670s. It took about a quarter century to build, uh, but Castillo was never defeated after that in battle, very significantly. And one of the signature images of Florida is the Castillo de San Marcos, the oldest fort in uh, what is today the United States. And, you know, one of uh, you mentioned the fact that it was continually sacked. Uh, one of the reasons why was it was originally designed as, uh, you know, a main feature for the defense of uh, the Spaniards' treasure fleet. A lot of people know the story of um, the Atosha. That was one of the ships that was part of the Spanish fleet. But I think one of one of the main reasons why St. Augustine exploded the way it did for the Spaniards was you look at all the other expeditions that happened before. Um, you had Christopher Columbus. You had all these other ones that were sort of undercut by intrigue at court. Uh, King Philip II gave these uh, these explorers a lot of free will. He gave them a lot of licenses to sell land, to parcel out land, to unfortunately sell slaves. Um, and he carried with them very expensive uh, trading deals uh, that kind of established them and gave them sort of a gravitas that a lot of the uh, of their predecessors didn't have. Another big thing that they did was after they settled um, in St. Augustine, the crown had them go sail from the Florida Keys all the way up to present-day Canada and provide detailed descriptions on the entire Atlantic coast. So it was, you know, it wasn't just the city. It was such a, I mean, I guess you would probably compare it now to like, um, you know, a, a space lab or something like that. It was a base of operations where you could come and go while you were exploring into the unknown. Yeah, uh, incredibly significant geographic location. Uh, so going forward after the, the building of the fort, 1702, uh, obviously in Queen Anne's War, uh, something we'll talk about in greater detail in a future episode. The, uh, the mission culture in, in Florida had really taken hold in the 1600s. Florida was thriving. It was a prosperous colony of Spain. Lots of agriculture. These missions that that were productive. Uh, St. Augustine had become a significant city in the Spanish Empire. Pensacola had just been founded in the late 1600s. So things were good in Florida. 1702, Queen Anne's War, 
James Moore, the governor of the Carolinas, English governor, uh, remember this is before the Act of Union when England and Scotland were uh, forcibly tied together in 1707, so we're still saying English in the next stanza we'll talk about them as being British. They're, that's the distinction. That they invade Florida, wipe out a lot of the missions. You know, your mission in Tallahassee, which is a reconstruction, was destroyed. The Appalachian mission was destroyed in, in that period, I think in 1704. Uh, and a number of other missions, St. Augustine attacked, but the Ford held. The Ford held, Castillo de San Marcos, St. Augustine uh, held, and the British went back to the Carolinas. They had destroyed the economy of Florida. Florida's economy would not recover until uh, the American period, uh, the, the initial American period in the, in the 1830s and 1840s, and, and that was the plantation economy. So the economy goes in the tank. St. Augustine and Florida become more or less a, a military outpost against the British at that point to, to fight the British, hold the line against the British. The British again invade in the War of Jenkins' Year, 1739-1742, there was, uh, under James Oglethorpe, the founder of Georgia, who invaded from Georgia, from Savannah, there was a siege of St. Augustine that was very, very costly and very damaging. In that siege, which lasts a, a month and a half in 1740, the African Americans, and this is an important part of Spanish Florida history, which distinguishes Florida prior to the American period from the rest of what is now the American South. Spain had promised freedom to runaway slaves who came from the English colonies, uh, by that time the British colonies of Georgia and the Carolinas, if they converted to Catholicism. That was the only requirement. Um, and so a number had converted to Catholicism, and they had sworn allegiance to the king of Spain. They were given their freedom, they were giving, uh, given arms, they were given supplies, and they uh, established an outpost at Fort Mose, which has now become a fantastically famous place, a largely an unknown place, 50 or 75 years ago, a place that, that was not talked about. Uh, the University of Florida Archaeology Department did a lot to discover some of the remains and, and, and tell the story. Fort Mose, African Americans who had fled from the English and do not, from the British, and do not want to be back under British colonial rule, fight valiantly, eventually they're run back to the Castillo de San Marcos, but they fought side by side, these African-Americans or, or these former free, uh, former slaves, African slaves, uh, alongside uh, Spanish Catholics, Spaniards who, who, who had colonized Florida, who were living in the Spanish colony of Florida, to hold St. Augustine, defeat the, uh, the British, send the British back to Georgia. St. Augustine held uh, at that point, and the city was saved, but... Come 1763 and the defeat of uh, the, the 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 victory of Britain in the uh, Seven Years' War or, or the French and Indian War on uh, uh -huh. in North America, Seven Years' War. I, I'm simultaneously as we're recording this, reading a book about the British East India Company and uh, the wars in India, and so simultaneously there were battles between all these countries in, in the Indian subcontinent. And I for was, whatever I reason, was... that war is called the Seven Years' War, even though it was the same war. I was wondering, and we, I guess we should tell people, uh, for the, the purposes of recording these, we always, after we done, we're done recording, we come up with, uh, topics that we want to talk about for the next week or two. And, uh, I, you know, you were, you've been on a very big St. Augustine kick lately. So I was wondering if you were reading something on St. Augustine. 
Yeah, it's actually tangentially related. I mean, co- colonialism yeah. all over the world and, and European colonization uh, is related tangentially to St. Augustine. So uh, we're going to pick this up in our next episode, Robert, where we're going to yeah. talk about St. Augustine under the British and being a Tory outpost in the middle of the American Revolution.